All right. On today's episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we have Kirk Duplessis as our guest. He is the founder and CEO of Option Alpha. Um, I'm sure you guys have probably heard of him. Uh, Option Alpha has been a major player in kind of the education uh, space for retail and kind of empowering retail traders. And so the reason I wanted to reach out to him was, you know, for me and Trade Busters and what we do for this podcast, you know, it's also about kind of empowering, educating retail traders. And I've been following Option Alpha for a while. Whenever there's, you know, uh, new traders who maybe uh, my podcast is a little too advanced for, I refer them Option Alpha. And so one thing that has been going on uh, is the Option Alpha bots or the auto trader. Kirk, it, I mean, what's it officially called now? Is it just the auto trader? That's the term I've heard. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we just we call it Option Alpha now. Like it's the Option Alpha platform. So okay, yeah, that that that's cool. Yeah, so that's been going on, and I think. Um, it was launched a while back and you know a lot of users and um first of all kirk thanks for taking some time to come on uh to chat um and share I about it, it. I and appreciate uh it. yeah and then before I go on just the usual of course uh this podcast everything is for you know entertainment and uh educational purposes only you know neither kirk or myself are financial advisors so um yeah no financial advice but first of all kirk can you just kind of tell us you know what is option alpha platform, the bots, you know, what's kind of the elevator pitch on what you guys are doing now? Yeah. So what we did is we launched a new platform a couple of years ago and the entire focus of the platform and really our mission at option alpha that's kind of evolved over the years um, as we start to gain more traction and start to hit more traders and get in front of more people has always been to essentially empower traders and give them better tools. And we saw a huge gap in the market for retail traders to have some sort of automation technology for trading. And I've always wanted this myself personally. So selfishly, I've always hated and would always tell the story of, you know, like telling my girls, I've got three kids, but you know, at the time I just had two girls and I would say things like, you know, girls, I can't do this right now because daddy has to make a trade or I've got to watch the market or I have to check this position. And truly hated that. And it was the genesis and kind of the fire for starting to develop a a technology and a a platform where retail traders could automate any, all part of a trading strategy. And so where we're at now is we built out that technology. We've got broker integrations with three great brokers, more coming and lots and lots of people using automation to help, you know, support their trading. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of touched on what my next question was going to be, which is basically, you know, why did you start it? And it seems like you had your own kind of long felt need, you know, just personally, were you getting requests or did this come up in the original forums and groups, like people asking like, Hey, I wish we could automate, but we can't code. Was that something like you got feedback that was, there was a demand for it? You know, it was never really something that, I mean, some people said it. So you you definitely have the advanced traders who knew a little bit more about, you know, writing algos and writing scripts for trading and, and all that stuff was out there. So, but it really was kind of the subliminal sub conversation that was happening that I kept hearing from people, which was that generally, and if, if I could boil it down, it would be this, people will understand, and maybe people who are listening to this feel the same way, right? You understand a strategy. You could look at a back test of a strategy. You could look at a research report of a particular strategy that was run, or you could watch a tasty trade video and you're like, oh, I understand how that strategy is implemented. That never really 
And for, for the most part, like once you get over the education side, like that never really is the issue. The issue has always been the time to execute it, right? The Finding the time to watch and monitor for that particular setup. You know, if you have a very specific setup that you're looking for, I mean, who in their right mind has the time to stare at screens all day? And even if you do, you're less efficient than if a computer was watching that for you, right? And then once you're in a position, now how do you manage that position? I mean, there's only so much you can do at the broker level. You know, you could do a GTC order, great. You could do a stop loss order, but that's sitting out there waiting to get, you know, like hacked and, you know, guillotined by market makers. So there's no, like there was no good solution for actually implementing strategies. And so what I heard a lot from traders was, you know, Kirk, I understand why we would do this. And I understand it, but I just don't have time or I don't trust myself or I broke my rules, right? And so, you know, nobody ever really said like, you know, I guess the mass of traders who who trade that are not super, super advanced and want to write their own scripts and whatever, they didn't say, Kirk, I need automation. But it was kind of like that. It was the need without saying the need. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I even think back to earlier um, when I was trading more kind of the quintessential tasty trade style. And I, I kind of contrast what I call opportunistic trading with systematic, where what we do is now systematic, so it's kind of the same type of approach every single day or every you know week or whatever. So there's not as much time spent on like looking for trades. But I think you even mentioned an episode on the, your podcast earlier. Uh, I think you, your analogy was used was like kind of always trying to hunt for the kill every day, and you're always yeah. sitting there looking for something. Yeah. And but that takes time, right? Because you have your screeners and you have all these criteria looking for, and you may sit there for days and maybe nothing comes up right and then you're just wasting your time right but then on the flip side if you're not watching and you know your criteria comes up and you miss it then that's you know presumably the opportunity missed so you're trying to kind of solve that problem as well well totally and if you think about it like as a trader what i used to do is i would go into the market every day right and a lot of people do this now right like it's 9 30 right actually it's 9 30 right now actually which is pretty funny as we're recording this so markets are open right now and then people would go in and they would start looking for trades, right? And you would pull up your tickers and you would look at your technicals and you would maybe if you were, and I say lucky because like you get lazy, like I got lazy too, right? So people get lazy, I get lazy too. Like you don't always check open interest, you know, you kind of know, but you don't always check. You kind of know the probabilities, but you don't always check. Like nobody is perfect enough to do that. And I feel like that is either A, we end up slipping and putting in trades that don't meet our criteria, but kind of sort of meet our criteria, but we kind of sort of needed to get a trade in. And we kind of sort of needed to feel like we had to be active because we can't just sit there and do nothing all day. Right. And then, you know, on the other side, it's like, well, what about maybe that another better opportunity comes later in the day, but we're not there later in the day. You know, there's so many of these, I don't know, like phantom, you know, profits, opportunities that are completely lost and I'm not saying that automation solves every p- potential problem, but but it, it does start to make a trader really strategically think about their strategy and how they use it and how they implement it. And it it really like reveals like either good strategy or bad strategy, good mechanics, bad mechanics, you know, all that stuff is solvable. So yeah, that all makes sense. And in in full disclosure, and just kind of tying back to why I reached out, I'm not personally using the option alpha platform right now, but that's more because we we basically build our own bots for our fund and everything. And we have pretty niche strategies. But again, I've been following what you guys do for a while. I have a couple of friends 
um, you know, one's a personal friend, and then there's a couple of guys in my own Discord community who are a member of you know your community and use the platform, and and they talk about it. And I actually called one of them and kind of got some feedback. And so like he's been telling me about the progress because he was in the um. Uh, he's one of the like it's the lifetime member, so he he signed up a while ago. You know, waiting years for when you guys were gonna launch this thing. Um, and in speaking of which, like, where are you guys? I mean, are you kind of out of beta? Is it fully live? What is the phase, or what where are you at in terms of rolling that out? Yeah, no, it's fully out. It's been out for a while now. You know, year plus, almost two years. It's been out. Um, you know, like beta, we ended a little over a year ago. So it's been fully out. People can go and sign up and start a trial and you know test it out. We give you thirty days to you know kick the tires on it. No credit card required. You know, just see if it's worth it. See if it you know makes sense for you. And and I think people who I mean, we see people who are active and actually you know put in a little bit of effort to understand what it's doing. Like they they get a lot out of it and they love it. And um you know and then they just become more and more active and and feel better. I mean I always tell people like once you start auto trading, like you'll literally never go back to the odd the old way of doing it because it feels so archaic. And we're gonna laugh about it. I tell people this all the time, but like we're going to laugh about the days when we used to manually trade because it's just not going to be a trading, thing. right? As it's called. Yeah, it's just not going to be a thing anymore. And um, and I think the more that people realize that for whatever reason, retail traders were kind of kicked in the corner by everybody, that now that we can kind of catch up to the institutions and the larger funds and everyone who did it their own way, um, I, I feel like we level the playing field a lot and and it changes the whole dynamic. And um, are you able to tell us approximately how many users you guys have? Has that been growing ever since you launched? And what kind of volume of trades via bots are you guys seeing? Yeah, so right now there's a little over 8,000 active traders in there. That's definitely growing. We kind of monitor that all the time for server capacity and and space. And uh, the good thing, I, I guess, like the double-edged sword is like people are a lot more active than we we expected and we projected. So, you know, it takes a lot more server capacity and, you know, a lot more creative uh, horizontal architecture for scaling this out, but it's been really good. We haven't, you know, run into any major issues, um, done about $350 million of transaction volume and growing and saved our traders almost $1.8 million so far in commissions with some of our broker deals for commission-free trading. So I feel like it's it's been really well, uh, like a pretty popular, you know, rollout. It continues to grow. Every day seems like we're hitting new levels of trading volume that surpass previous highs. So that's good. I mean, that to me tells me that we're on the right track and, you know, we're moving in the right direction. Obviously, we've got a lot of room to run and a lot more people that we can hit, but but the core group is uh, is really solid. So I guess let's talk about how does this actually work? Because you call it the option alpha platform, but then you mentioned there's a brokerage you support. So like, what's the actual workflow? Like, do they open an account? Is it you know connected to their brokerage? You know what's the workflow to actually sign up, get set up, and then start running bots and trading? Yeah, so you know our option alpha platform is just literally a pla- a trading platform. It's a trading platform of tools, and so our goal with the platform is to continue to provide traders with a bunch of really cool tools that will make their trading life easier, give them more information, better information, stats, you know, different, like, like essentially like redo trading the way that we've always wanted it to happen. I feel like all these other broker platforms, you know, in their most traditional sense are so old and archaic and, 
in many cases, it's just a very different look and UI, but the same underlying process of manually clicking around to build trades and try to run things, you know, and, it, and it's frustrating. Actually, and I go into some of these platforms now and I'm super frustrated by how old they are even now. And so we literally sit on top of uh, all of your broker connections, or I guess any brokers that we support for connections. So our platform is essentially a software platform that just sits on top of your broker connections. So when you create your account adoption alpha, you can go into your settings and connect your brokerage accounts. So if you want to connect your TD Ameritrade account, you can do that. You want to connect your TradeStation account, you do that. You want to connect your Tradier account, you do that, et cetera. And you connect all those so that any trades that you place, whether you place them manually or you place them automated, they just essentially flow through to your broker. So all we do is we send the order to the broker. We get the status back and then we, you know, basically update the status, but we manage all the intricacies of the intraday data and all of the data feeds. We subscribe to our own data feeds. We pay for our own uh, OPER data feeds and NYSE data feeds so that we can manage the entire process of, of scanning for and monitoring and evaluating positions. And then essentially all we're doing is just sending the orders to the broker. You know, like the, we really feel like there's the brokers tried to do, I mean, they had to do what they had to do, right? So as the industry evolved and as you went from phone orders to online orders to mobile orders, right? The brokers did their best shot. I mean, they really did, right? But it's an old archaic industry and all they really need to do is just place orders and manage accounts, right? And so we see Option Alpha as the trading platform that sits on top of your brokers where the broker does what they do best, which is just placing the order, managing you know, the accounts, and we do what we do best, which is the automation, the technology, the scanning, the tools, all of that stuff. So it really should be like a one-stop shop. The uh, setting up the trades, scanning, executing. It looks like you have some metric aggregation as well, analytics. That's all through the platform and you trade through everything. the platform. Yep. You can do everything through Option Alpha right now. That's our goal is to continue to make that better and better for traders so that Everything that you need to do is just through Option Alpha, and essentially your broker just is where you house your money, and the orders get executed to the market. So when you're using it, do you even have to log into the brokerage platform, or do you log in directly through the Option Alpha platform, and you don't have to have both yeah, things? Yeah, you do. Yeah, good question. So once you do your authentication at your broker, um, which is just a simple login and authentication, very easy process. We made it super easy with all of our broker partners. Once you do that, then you don't ever essentially have to go into your broker to manage any of your positions. You can close your positions, import trades. You know, if you had trades at your broker that you want to now start trading through Option Alpha, you can import those trades to Option Alpha and let Option Alpha manage those through your accounts. Um, so you could do everything on Option Alpha. And, and we see people in the community now say, you know, like I haven't logged into my broker in three months, right? But they see all the transaction history and all the, you know, everything's in there and it's just being pulled through to Option Alpha. That's interesting. You know, we haven't even gotten into the bots yet, but I wanted to ask, so the platform, you know, some people complain about traditional brokerages. They don't have like uh, support or know about the type of trades or strategies you do. So once you put on a bunch of positions, you have different strategies, but it's just like a jumbo position. So can you guys do like custom groupings and stuff of positions that are open and like grouped into like a butterfly, for example? Is that something? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you can do that through either you can do that as an import or you can do that when you enter a position. So everything that we do on Option Alpha is, and we support a, a really core set of positions right now, and we'll expand those positions as we go. But we 
support a core set of positions which make automated trading and calculation of margin and risk a lot easier to start and, and gets people familiar with trading anyway. And these end up being the strategies that most people trade regardless. Uh, those positions are pretty easy to you know, say like, hey, I want to trade an iron butterfly or I want to trade an iron condor or I want to trade two spreads, right? And then you can import those into a, an iron condor. So you can do all of that in option. And um, speaking of brokerages, like what, who do you support now? Who do you plan on in the future? And, and you mentioned earlier about saving people on commissions. So you have some kind of deal. Can you touch on what that's about? Yeah, it's been really fun. Um, so we support right now three brokers. So TD Ameritrade, which everyone's familiar with. Um, we also support TradeStation, another top broker, and Tradier. Um, all of those brokers have been really good partners for us and uh, have really been really popular in the community. We see a, a pretty good split among those. We do have a signed agreement with interactive brokers. We don't have the integration rolled out with them yet because we're working on some other things first, but but we do have an agreement with interactive brokers. So they'll be coming soon. And then on our broker page, and this is a an unknown for a lot of people. So it's a good time to kind of explain it. But a lot of brokers that people want us to integrate with, they actually don't have a public API. You know, so even if we even if we said, hey, we want to get, you know, a partnership going together with XYZ broker, they might not even have an API or a way to integrate. So we do have a nice integration page where you can add a vote uh, for a bunch of different integrated partners. You can tweet at brokers in a nice way and say like, hey, can you guys you know, build an API and you know, so I can integrate with Option Alpha? So th- it's actually like the universe of brokers that doesn't have an API that allows us to make this integration happen is much larger than people think. So We'll continue to add, you know, broker partners. Um, we've been talking with Tastyworks. We don't. Have- I was about to say, supposedly they've been having a, they're going to have an API ready, but it's like next month, but every month, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, look, truthfully, like we don't, we do not have an agreement signed with them. We've sent docs back and forth between legal teams. Um, we do have a couple, you know, things that we require on our end to make the OAuth connection, you know, super secure. And so, you know, there's a couple of things we need before we can integrate with Tastyworks. Um, They're well aware of it. I know their team is working on it. So I hope that that integration would happen at some point, but, you know, we're kind of waiting for them to update some of their systems and, you know, kind of bring them up to a level that, you know, is supported across like multiple brokers like we have now. Um, And so, yeah, so I I would hope that we would have have them and some other players uh, in the near future. And uh, with the ones you're working with, do you have some kind of deal in place for like reduced commissions and that's how you're saving people commissions or is that some other way? Yeah. Uh, so we, we, two of our broker partners and you can go to our integrations page and, and check them out. They have really awesome. Uh, they like literally went to bat for our users and give our users commission free trading. Um, there's a couple little like asterisk things on, you know, some of the limits, like, you know, you can go check out the broker page and there's some details in there, but for 99% of traders that are trading, you could get commission-free trading by just trading through Option Alpha. So the cool thing is, is that if you use Option Alpha and you send your trades to your broker anyway, then you could have commission-free trading for those trades. So if you're doing a manual trade, just do your manual trade. Even if you don't use automated trading, place your manual trade on Option Alpha and save the commissions. And for most people, it pays for the membership just because of their regular trading activity anyway. Plus you get all the cool tools and you know things that we can do for automation included in there. So uh, that's been really fun. And then full disclosure, like we don't get any kickback. 
from any of that, this all goes to our users. We don't get compensated by the brokers. They don't pay us uh, for this. We don't get uh, order flow. Like we don't get any of that. Like it truly goes a hundred percent to our users. Um, and it's been awesome. Like that chart that we have on the back end for our team, like just grows and grows every day of like the commissions we saved versus what even regular people at these brokers are paying in commissions. So as long as you just sign up for optionality, you get commission free for those brokers. That that's cool to know. All right. And uh so let's let's talk about the bots. I mean, it's funny because that that's kind of the main thing we talk about the bots and auto trading and like we haven't really talked about what that is because <laughs> yeah. you know, one of the biggest hurdles or the biggest hurdle is normally if you want to build a bot, you have to know how to code, right? And and so, you know, I don't know how to code. I think probably there's plenty of people who trade who don't know how to code and the the vision originally was to make this a no-code platform, right? And yeah. um, and I know with the with the flowchart building, but I'll let you explain. You know how exactly visually, you know, to the best you can do on on a podcast. Like, how is a bot built, and how do they build a bot with, without coding? Yeah. So, well, I think it's important to just even take one step back and just realize that you know most people what they want to do with their trading and what they do in their mind. And I I tell people this a lot on workshops and on demos is that in your mind, you're going through a set of decisions and actions that you're taking, right? You're checking something. And then if something is above or below some threshold, you're making other sets of decisions. Now you do that really fast in your mind because you know that, right? You can check open interest and you can check implied volatility or volume or whatever, right? The probability of success, the credit. So our goal is just to get that into an automated format. And so the way that we did it is we did it with a automation builder that uses obviously no code, but it uses very simple, natural language decision recipes. So all you're doing is basically essentially writing out your trading plan or what you want the bot to do using natural language. So things like is implied volatility over 50 IV rank, right? Or is the stock above its 200 day moving average? And so all of these recipes, and there's tons of recipes that you can kind of mix and match and put together inside of your editor, all these recipes are doing is just basically putting together your trading plan in a format that's understandable for you and everybody else, right? So that's how we did it. That's That technology is patent pending technology that essentially takes those recipes in an algorithm format and kind of rewrites it on the back end. So we do all the heavy lifting for you and give you basically a tool that just allows you to make all of your decisions. So a very simple one would be like, um, if the S&P, if the SPY is above its 200 day moving average, and the answer to that question is yes, then sell a put spread. And if the answer to that question is no, maybe you sell a call spread. And it's just a really simple workflow of actions and decisions. Does that make sense? Yeah. And in, can you kind of visually describe the, it's like I'm thinking of the flow chart, right? What the bubbles, what the, the commands or the criteria in each one, and is it drag and drop or like how yeah, easy is it? To... Yeah, it's super easy. So inside of your automation editor, which is, it's harder to explain on a podcast, but, but if people visually see it, it's just a flow down a decision tree and path. So it starts at the top and your automation that you build or, and we can get to this later, but you can clone automations and clone templates. So you don't have to build everything from scratch, but if you did want to build your own custom automation and bot from scratch, at the top, you just of the decision tree or the automation flow, you just simply add an action, like a decision, send a notification, open a trade, check a position, and then you just build out that entire tree. And it just basically becomes this 
decision tree is what we call it of of different paths that your bot could take based on market criteria. So if the as you know if the VIX is high, go this way. If the VIX is low, go that way. If I have a lot of capital available to trade, go this way. If I you know if implied volatility is over fifty, go that way. And it just becomes this series of paths that you want your bot to take to ultimately try to find positions or manage positions for you. It's a really, you gotta, I mean, you do have to see it to kind of see it and, and understand it, but, but it's just a very simple decision tree and flow that your bot goes through. Yeah. And, and I'll take a crack at giving a quick explanation. I'm, I was familiar with the style when I saw your initial uh, demo videos, because I had used like CRMs for like drip marketing in the past where the automations yeah. use a similar layout. And so when you're talking about using natural language, right, that's fine. But, you know, you you aren't literally typing out like a paragraph of like, if this, then that, if then this, that. It's almost like a flow chart and there's like these bubbles, like it's like a circle with like one criteria is, is the S&P above X, right? And if there's like a yes, no, and if there's a yes, there's an arrow to another decision, that's another bubble and no. So it's like when you say the decision tree, it's still these flow charts of these criteria with kind of arrows depending on the condition that flow to other criteria and those can keep branching out. And that's how uh, your algorithm goes from the top of the tree down to whatever decision through various decision paths. And that's kind of how, uh, and, and when you're building a bot, you're literally kind of just moving around and just building out these paths that the, the bot can take in terms of the decision. Is that right? Yeah. And what's cool about it too, is that like you can even do groups. So you can do and or decisions, you can do groups within subgroups. I mean, you really can make it either as simple as you want. And we see some people, you know, share templates in the community that are uber simple, you know, like one or two things. And then myself included, so I'm guilty of this too, but like I'll share a template that's, you know, a little bit more complex, but I wanted a lot of decisions and I wanted a lot of checks, you know, in there. And, um, you know, the, the cool thing about it, I think is that the ability to check not only market data, but also evaluate potential trading opportunities. So that's one thing that we built in there that we think is super powerful for automated trading, which is not just, you know, check where the S&P is and check where the VIX is or RSI levels or whatever, but actually pulling data on a potential trade and evaluating the probability of success of that potential trade before the trade gets placed or evaluating the return on capital or checking open interest for a particular leg, you literally can make it as complex or as simple as you want. And that was our goal. Our goal was to give traders, you know, basically this, essentially this canvas that they can do whatever they want on and create tons of automations. And I think what makes it so powerful and approachable is that you're taking a potentially complex algorithm uh, or strategy and you, you break it down into these bite-sized kind of binary decisions, but then you build it out using a visual interface. It's almost like if you can draw it on pen and paper and kind of write out a path, then then you can just take that and just transpose it to the platform and just build it visually, you know, with the tools. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what... Yep. 100%. Are there any... So um, I, I know now, like we talked about filters and conditions. Do you want to just run through a list of... Uh, there's probably... You mentioned some like open, vo and, uh, open interest, volume. Are there any kind of... Other, what are some of the typical conditions that you can filter for, for example, to determine when you want to enter a trade? Yeah, well, or exit. Right, I was gonna say it's either exit or enter. But 
I mean, we have a list of them. I think, I don't know what the, the count is now because we actually just are adding some more for the new rollout, but um, like rifling through some. So you can obviously check a symbol's price, like is it above or below a certain uh, level. You can check all types of symbol data. So volume, open interest, um, all that stuff. Percentage changes, open on the day. So like, is it above the high, above the low of the day? Is it above the high or the open of yesterday? You can check, of course, moving averages, moving averages against each other, IV rank. You can check symbol earnings. So does a symbol report earnings, you know, in five days, maybe that changes your strategy. You can check probability levels. Like what's the probability of a symbol being above or below a certain price? Is the symbol a stock or an ETF? So that's a popular one where, you know, some people have different sets of criteria for whether they're looking at a stock or an ETF. You can check all sorts of technical data. I mean, so that you can get pretty crazy with MACDs and Bollinger Bands and Stochastics and RSIs and all types of that stuff. Um, and then opportunity level data is really kind of a, a unique one too, where you can check rate of return, you can check individual legs. So leg uh, data for individual positions. So I want to check and see what the uh, ask prices of this particular leg or the delta or this leg or the theta of the combined potential position or the delta of the combined potential position versus the extrinsic value of just the one particular leg. I mean, literally we gave you all kinds of stuff that, you know, you can kind of mess with. Um, there's also a lot of like general decision criteria that you can make. So is it a certain time of the day? You know, a lot of people who are trading zero DTE strategies, if they run a bot that trades a zero DTE strategy, they'll have a lot of these checks for like, is it before 11 o'clock or is it after two o'clock? Is today Monday or is it Thursday? You know, um, so there's a lot, I mean, literally you can take these and then take all the millions of combinations you could put this stuff together and pretty much not anything you couldn't do or couldn't put together. In here. Yeah, that sounds like a really, uh, is there like dozens if not more of, of different, yeah. okay. And, and yeah. you guys and take feedback, really, right? And you add yeah. more based on feedback from the community and requests yeah, and, and whatnot. Of course. And so what's really cool is like in, in within one of those just like symbol uh, decision recipes, you can basically have 30, 40, 50 variables in there. So if I'm looking at something that's like um, the, like a symbol criteria, right? So for the actual symbol, I can check the symbols, volume, bid ask, you know, bid price, the spread, the close price, the last price, the IV rank, the standard deviation, right? Like that's in one recipe. So you take, you know, 40, 50 recipes that we have, and then now you extrapolate out all of the different variables within a recipe for that like setup. Um, and you have, you know, hundreds of combinations of things you can check. When you're building a bot, is there a limit right now to like how many filters or criteria or just how many items you can put in a decision tree? Yeah, we haven't, we haven't found a limit yet. So okay. I'll tell you that. Like we, we don't, we kind of watch this and monitor this pretty closely because, you know, people can get really crazy with it and, and some people do, and that's awesome. And we love it. We haven't re really found a limit where somebody has gotten so crazy that it is, or could be detrimental to their automations running really fast or their bot running really fast or, okay. you know, cascade to any of the other users running, you know, slower. So we haven't really found that. And let me tell you, like some people's automations, I mean, I have to zoom out so far on automation. I see. You know, they could have, I th I've seen some with a hundred branches, you know, wow. and I don't know how they keep it organized, but they love it. And, and great. If they love it, I love it, you know, like, but it's sometimes it's, it's, it's overkill and you definitely don't have to get that crazy. So. Yeah, and 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 it's interesting. I think sometimes you can even combine certain criteria to make a new functionality 
Um, one, I you know, you talk about the smart stop, which is like you know, for me even personally, like I trade a strategy with you know profit take, for example. But like you no, know, let's say call it sixty percent max profit. But sometimes, like depending on how things are going, like let's say you hit your sixty percent, you know, and at that point, rather than closing it, you know, I'm already at my target. But let's say I want to say, hey, if if it keeps going in my favor, I'm willing to hold and trying to get seventy or eighty percent. But if it reverts, I'm willing to exit because I don't want to lose my profit. So I'm, I'm what I'm alluding to is basically using a trailing stop, but only after a certain point. Um, and so I, th I think that idea is like that's not something that normal brokerages support right now. I, I think I've tried to do like conditional where like if, if the price hits this, then you attach it to like a trailing stop. But like it, it's always it's not supported. Um, so I, I think that's like pretty cool. Um, are there any? other unique features off the top of your head that like you, you wanted to highlight that's like sort of a, a unique implementation that combines a basic criteria but kind of used in a in a different way yeah and you know like that's one of the cool things that we've been able to do so you know the the backstory on like all this is you know when we first started building this the very first iteration we tried to put together a lot of different like technology stacks and we tried to do it faster right and we came to like a crossroads where we basically had to make a decision. And this was years ago, like four or five years ago now, right? Where we had to say like, okay, like, what are we doing here? Like we're relying on other, you know, bits of code and tech stack, you know, potentially like we got to scrap this and we got to build it from the ground up, which was a hard decision because building the entire platform all in-house, hundred percent our code meant it took longer initially to get the platform out and, you know, which was obviously a struggle, right? Because you have people who want to get in there and they want to trade. And we, you know, we're saying like, look, it's going to be better because we built it from the ground up. But now fast forward, because we control the entire tech stack, you know, end to end, soup to nuts, whatever you want to call it, we can do really cool things based on feedback from our users. And so one of the things you mentioned was smart stops where everybody said like, I want a better way to manage my positions where I have a target and a hurdle and a threshold. And so now we can do what we call smart stops, which you can't do with a broker. And even if you could do it on a one-off, like one-off case scenario where you make this really complex conditional order, I mean, good luck trying to do that and set that up for every trade that you make. Like, why not just make it an automated tool? You know, so now you could have every position that you have start to manage it using smart stops. So we do that. We also uh, built something called smart pricing for entering and exiting the orders. So smart pricing is cool because, you know, what we always did as traders, and you might've done this too, is when you go in and you make a trade, like you have to pick a price, right? And so most of the time what traders do is they pick somewhere around mid price. And if you've ever had a trade that filled automatically, you know, you didn't get the best price, right? And right. that's just, that's just the honest truth, right? So if I enter a trade and let's say I'm even rushed to get into a trade, because again, I'm not using automation, I'm rushed during the day you know, like my kids are screaming, whatever, you know, like I got to get out the door. So I enter a trade and I deliberately know that I'm going to, you know, potentially not get in at the price I want. So I kind of, you know, and traders do this, whether they tell you they do it or not, they, we all do this and have done this. We enter a trade that we know is going to get filled. So we pay a little bit more, we accept a little bit less and we scalp ourselves, you know, like we create our own slippage by doing this. We enter the order, it gets filled automatically you know you didn't get the best price because you know you went beyond or below or whatever around mid price. So what smart pricing does, and this is standard in the platform if you wanna use it, you can turn it off, you can create different settings, you can create different thresholds. Again, everything's customizable. You don't have to use it if you don't want to, but once you do, I think you won't go back. 
With smart pricing, we send timed limit orders to the market at different intervals. So rather than just always taking mid price, why not try five prices 20 seconds apart and start at the best price and work your way through the, the pricing intervals? And so that's been, you know, like we see people love that feature for both entry and exit because we're at least trying to capture better pricing and not just letting this order sit out there. You know, like why, why would you do that? Like it actually sounds in crazy and insane that people would still just place an order and then just like, let it sit there. Like why not work through the bid ask spread if it's a wider spread and start at best pricing and then slowly work your way. Like at timed intervals, penny by penny, two pennies by two pennies, up to a price that you're comfortable with. Like try that, right? And if that still doesn't fill and you get to a price level that you're comfortable with, like let the order sit there, but at least you tried. So we do smart pricing. We're releasing this Saturday. At the time we're talking about this, we're releasing this Saturday, probably one of our biggest updates, which is exit options. So we heard a lot of people in the community say, look, I just wanna, as soon as I open a position, I wanna set my exit criteria and I want you guys to manage it for us. And so we're releasing exit options this this Saturday in the next update, which runs every single minute. So it's just monitoring all of your exit criteria that you would want for a position. Again, you can make them custom for different positions. So do I want to take a profit? Do I want to use a stop loss? Do I want to exit before you know a certain days to expiration? And what I think is cool about doing it this way is that A, you never have to build these ever again. They're just automatically in there. But B, if you have, let's say, a stop loss, the traditional way to go about this is to set the stop loss and put the order in the market. And everybody sees that order hanging out there. So the way that we look at it is like, hey, if we can manage that and monitor it without the order sitting out there, then we can you know, maybe help our traders by not letting them get you know, absolutely chopped by a quick rundown to a stop loss level, right? Because they see a bunch of orders sitting out there. So we can send the order when it's advantageous to send the order and we can still send it using smart pricing. So even if you hit a stop loss or a profit target, we're still going to send it with smart pricing if you choose to try and get even better pricing than what you're, you know, would traditionally be after. So I think some of those things that we can do, which is only possible through technology and automation, that, that's the little edges that we're trying to help traders get. You know, I think something that's really worth mentioning is we we spent some time talking about criteria and decisions trees to enter a trade. But really, there's two sets of that equation, right? You can set up just as many criteria filters to determine and pre-plan how you want to exit a trade. And um, it's actually really timely because I was listening to a podcast last night and the guest was Annie Duke, um, the well-known poker player. And she just wrote a book called Quit, uh, The Power of Knowing When to Walk Away. Mm-hmm. And in the episode, she had an uh, anecdote about they were analyzing portfolio managers and their decisions and whether or not they can kind of outperform the market. And they showed that the people who are skillful, they often did create an edge through their entry decisions, right? Their entry decision gave them some edge over the market. But everybody thinks so hard and focuses on trying to get into a trade. There's not enough time planning out when you should stop out or manage or exit or whatever. And that that same analysis showed that they were losing edge on the exit because it's just so much less decision going into the exit decision. And so I think with the bots, right, with the with the flowchart and the planning, you can basically really be holistic and have a lot of um, and be purposeful about 
not just the entry, but actually the exit, right? Because like the other thing is it's kind of psychological too, because like what people who like to uh, look for opportunities, it's like, it's exciting to scan or look for stuff and like enter a trade. But a lot of times once it goes on, like it's, you're in there and it, it, it's just, and you got to wait, right? Because you're not going to exit right away, right? And who knows, it could be a week later, a month later, depending on the strategy. And so there's just not a lot of thought given into the management, but this kind of bakes it all in into everything is done right from the from the start. So you have that plan for the entry and the exit. Yeah. And at least you have a plan, right? And so you can adjust it as you go. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there was a, I forget who it was. I think it was Tom, Tom Bazo, um, who like did some sort of research or study. Um, and I may be totally quoting this completely wrong, but it's just like floating around in my head and I can't look it up right now as we're doing this, but basically was something around, you know, like testing, like all types of random entries, right? So totally random trade entries, a completely random trade entries, no rhyme or reason, no reason for the buy or sell, just completely random entries. But then you take random entries and you start to layer on top of that, like proper position management. And that is what created like the difference in performance. So you, so basically the genesis was like, to a certain degree, entries don't matter as much as management of the positions. Now, I would argue with that to a little bit, you know, to a certain degree and say like, well, entries matter a lot because, you know, you could have a 1% position size versus a 10% position size, and that could have a dramatic difference trading the same strategy. But I think the point is like getting to what you're saying is that managing the position, which is often the part that traders don't like to do or, you know, becomes cumbersome, becomes a pain in the butt, they forget to do, they get lazy doing is just as important, if not more important sometimes than than what you do to get into it. So I wanted to do this show, no, firstly, just to make people aware or my audience aware that this tool exists, but uh, also to kind of help them uh, make a more informed decisions on whether or not it's a good fit uh, for what they want to do. So I wanted to ask you about, and these may change in the future, but just some of the limitations and and the reason behind them. Like for example, Right now, is there any limitation as far as the tickers you guys support, or is that really just if their brokerage can trade it and then you guys can? Yeah, we definitely we definitely limit tickers, and and we should, and we will always limit tickers that we support. Um, there's a universe where you know, like a lot of people when they when they come in or they ask this question, they're like, well, why don't you support all these tickers, right? And I always ask and kind of push back and say, like, well, are you really trading all these tickers? Because the ticker you just sent me, and this is a true example, somebody sent me a ticker that was optionable. And he's like, well, here's an optionable ticker. And I looked it up and it has 0, 0, 0, 0, 0 liquidity across the board and $10 wide bid ask spreads. Was forever. it VTI? I used to try <laughs> to trade calls on VTI, covered calls, and I was doing was, only volume the whole day. And, and it was just, it was even more ridiculous than that. And, you know, and I said, like, are you really going to trade this? Because if you do, you're going to accept, you know, $10 wide spread. You'll probably be the only fish in the swimming pool, you know, swimming around. And, you know, he sent back and he was very nice about it. And he was like, ah, you're probably right. Like, it's, you know, like, no, I won't trade that. So there's a certain level of liquidity that we look for, like broadly that, you know, kind of filters things out. There's also, you know, something which, which we have to encounter on our end. And so we do this for our users really as a safety and like security measure, but not all tickers have great data flowing through them from the exchanges. You know, if a ticker is not liquid and it's not highly traded, it's not a pretty active ticker, the data that flows through from the exchanges, which our bots and automations are using in real time, is not great. I mean, and this is a shock to a lot of people because they're like, how can it not be great? It could be like live data, but 
but you would be surprised how many tickers during the day. And we found this, you know, in our early testing before we even released it. And we were going through this, you know, process of, do we do these tickers? Do we do all tickers, whatever you would be surprised how many tickers just flow through sometimes with no data for minutes, hours at a time for different strikes. And so there is a level where like we have to filter that out and we should filter that out. And as a trader, you should be totally concerned about, you know, trading things that are not liquid and don't have a lot of activity because it will impact how you trade. Um, so we do limit that. We do also have limits on capital for bots at different levels. I mean, this is kind of like a multi-tiered approach, but you know, like you have to have some safeguards in place. And so we put limits in place for capital. We allow you to change, you know, you can change those. You can increase or decrease your capital limit, you know, within your different plans. We also put limits uh, in place that you can control around like how many positions a bot would open in a day or in any one time. So you can set a limit and say, look, um, this bot could, you know, scan a you know list of tickers and could look for opportunities, but if it finds something, only enter one position per day. Okay, well that's great. Like that's a good limit to have in place because it allows you to control. Even if there's a lot of opportunities, maybe you only want to enter one position at a time, or maybe only have five positions open at any one time. You know, one per day, but five open in total. So a lot of these limits and safeguard, and we call them like really safeguards in place. Are meant to help a trader control what the automation and the bot is doing so it does exactly what you want it to do and nothing more nothing less with the number of positions you know a bot can that that makes sense especially that's like a user defined limit but with something like the capital is that something that in like it that's more a safeguard um but i guess if somebody wanted to use more capital on a particular strategy could they just do two bots and have both of them have a certain capital and you would effectively have double the capital i mean is that kind of how that would work. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we really haven't run into an issue where somebody has, you know, they've, you know, emailed us and say like, Hey, I need $4 million. Right. Um, right. So a couple of people who are at, you know, like plans that we don't even, we're like, we built them a custom plan because they want to do some pretty crazy custom stuff. Okay, great. Like we have, we control the entire tech stack. So we'll, we'll build you a custom plan with, you know, however, however many bots you want to run and, you know, a different setup of, you know, capital, but because our highest plan is a hundred thousand dollars per bot, um, that's like one bot. So if you have, uh, you know, 50, a hundred bots, I mean, you're talking millions of dollars that you could potentially be running with all your bots and they all can be interconnected. They can share automations. They can do a lot of crazy stuff that, you know, you would want to do. There's, I don't think capital is a limit, um, or, or a prohibitor, but, but we have to set something in there just because it's stupid not to, on our part, have some sort of threshold where, if you fat finger a trade, it doesn't enter the trade because it's over a capital threshold. Yeah, know? that that makes sense. Actually, I wasn't aware the the limit was that high. So a hundred thousand. Yeah, that that seems plenty. I think for for most traders, um, and I guess the fact that you only support defined risk is that for the same reason, or is there ever plans to support you know just selling a naked put, for example? Yeah. So so this one's a a fun one and a, and a tricky one for us too, where we originally had scripted out, you know, hey, we can support, you know, undefined risk trades. Um, the problem with undefined risk trades. So let me back up and say right now we support defined risk trades like spreads, uh, iron condors, iron butterflies, credit spreads, debit spreads, long, long options, whatever, uh, which is what most people want to trade anyway. Right. We know that there's a universe of traders who want to do undefined risk spreads. The problem that we have in the current environment is that that margin from broker to broker is very variable, right? 
And the data that comes back from brokers on margin for those positions through the API is unreliable at, at best. And so what we never want to have right now, and so this would, you know, it requires us to do some stuff. It requires the brokers to improve some of the ways that they, you know, send data back and forth through the API and how fast it is and how much we can check it. You know, there's a lot of the those checks that go, you know, in intraday milliseconds at a time. And we need to be confident that those that data point coming back and forth is right. Um, and so right now, because margin is so fluctuating and is so custom for an account and for a user, we just don't have confidence that that margin at that exact moment in time that we request it and check it is the most exact accurate for that position and that, uh, that account right now under the current structure of like what technology is available at the brokers that we can pull, right? And the reason this is important is because if your bot is making a decision based on how much capital it has allocated or how much margin is currently being used, I mean, that decision is going to, it needs to rely on accurate data. And so for that reason, right now we support risk-defined positions because we can calculate that margin requirement so easy, right? And if it goes to an undefined risk position, and then somebody has portfolio margin where the margin is fluctuating all over the places they're trading, we got to be 100% sure that our bots can use that accurate margin to make accurate decisions. Does that make sense? Yeah. And on that note about decisions being dependent on the data and stuff, are certain decisions on limitations guided by potential like liability that you guys have? Or do you guys have liability? Or is it all kind of waved off when people signed up? Or how... how um, can you can touch on that? Like, because obviously, someone who wants to, you know, sign up for this platform, make trades for them, wants to know that it's dependable, right? And it's going to do what they intend for it to do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, look, I have my money trading in there, just like everybody else. So I think I'm in the same boat with everybody. Um. I mean, look, there's only so much we can do that's dependent on the data streams that we have. Everything is still overridable and controllable at the broker level. So as like the final failsafe at any time. And this is true when the bots are running or if anything were to happen, nothing's happened you know, yet. But like if anything was to happen, you always have like final control over it at your broker level and you can override and you know basically tell the bot, hey, don't manage it or just close the trade in your broker and you know, it gets disconnected from the bot and the positions anyway. But of course, because we're relying on market data, if the NYSE goes down or if the broker connection goes down, like we can't do anything about that. You know, we're we're definitely in the process, like in that place where we're relying on that data coming from those sources, which is why it's so important for us to have signed agreements to do a lot of testing, to only work with the best. We pay for our own data feed, you know, directly from the exchanges. So we get data, we don't rely on it going through some router from a broker to us, right? Which is stupid. So that costs us a ton of extra money, but it's a better technology, like it's a better tech stack for our users because we don't have an extra layer that could cause, you know, some sort of catastrophic failure. So there's definitely, there's risks in all trading, right? But there's definitely risks that that something doesn't come through and data just stops. I don't know if you actually saw, but like a couple months ago, an entire option chain in SPY disappeared for the day. Like that was at the, like that was across the board for every broker on every platform. An entire option chain just disappeared and broke as the data for everybody. So we can't control that, right? And that's a risk that you would have in trading regardless. Um, You touched on this earlier, but uh, you mentioned rolling out the the one minute for managing risk, the, the scan time. But right now, as far as the criteria for the things we've talked about, like you know checking open 
open interest volume, all that. Right now, it's on a 15-minute scan, right? That's that's the current setup. Um, or is there different tiers uh, or plans to change that? Yeah, so right now, most of your automations will run at a 15-minute interval. So those are automations that are set up to run continuously. You can still, if you want to, go in and run automations instantly. We have things called buttons, which you can create a button in your dashboard to like you could create a button that says check for 50% profits and close any positions. I don't know, maybe the button's not that long, but it's a button that says check for 50% profits. And essentially when you click that button, it runs the automation in the background and you can run those at any point. So a lot of traders might sit there during the day and have their buttons that do things in between the 15 minute intervals um, and do that. Now, all that being said, if you do run an automation, it's find some potential trading opportunity then the smart pricing will start working and start sending orders. So you do want to have a buffer in between there where you have automations running fast and fast enough to make decisions during the day. But there's a point at which you run them too fast that they start to stair step on top of each other. And you don't actually let the bot and the automation do the process of opening the position. And, and you don't want that to be done using a market order and too fast. Like you want to get into the right positions and get out of the right positions. So you know, our thought process is that, you know, 15 minutes gives, uh, obviously automations run like in snaps of a finger and seconds, but it gives the bots process time to run the uh, automations for smart pricing, exit, manage positions. You can run things in between the 15 minute intervals if you wanted to. And now with the introduction of exit options, which are at every one minute interval for live positions, that's what I think most people, I mean, look, we know, we asked our community and they're like, look, I am more concerned about managing my position than I am for scanning for something every one minute, right? Because if I scan for a trend change every one minute, I'm never going to have a trend change, but the one time that it happens. So 15 minutes is certainly fast enough to get most of the decision criteria for scanning out there and monitoring. And then we have an extra layer of exit options that are done every one minute to kind of fill the gaps on any real live positions you have. Yeah. And because when you're exiting, that's almost like managing risk, right? So there's more of a need to kind of have some urgency there. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw that and we knew, you know, from our users, like we, we listen to them and they send feedback and we watch what they say, you know, like we listen to what they say in the community, we hear what they do, we see how they build bots and, you know, the support tickets that we come, that come in and what they're ultimately trying to do without saying what they're doing. And so that's where we kind of came up with the idea of like, well, let's just give them the exit triggers right on the position entry. So as soon as you enter a position, choose exactly how you want, you know, the system to manage it automatically for you. You don't have to build a bot. You don't have to do anything. You can just enter. If you wanted to now, you could manually enter trades, save the commission, and then have the bots automatically manage the position every one minute for you and like go through that process for your exit options. And that's what all traders really want to do at the end of the day, right? Like they just get into positions that they want to get into and then have some sort of way of automating the exit. And of course, you can override it at any point. You see a nice profit and it's at 40% and you were hoping for 50%. Maybe you want to take 40, go ahead, close the position. One click, close, send the orders using smart pricing. Let that be done automated for you. There's just a lot more choice ultimately in what you can do with it. Um, can you talk a bit about the cost of using a platform? Uh, it's up to you if you want to get into specifics, but is there the pricing models or different tiers or what's the expectation around that? Yeah, so we're actually going to be rolling out this Saturday with the new build some some additional tiers. Um, so right now we have three tiers. Uh, we're going to be rolling out a fourth tier to kind of help with uh, the 
the beginner intermediate uh, trader who's just getting started, you know, maybe they don't need, you know, to run 10 bots. Maybe they just want to run three bots or something like that. So we're going to be rolling out a more cost-effective tier. Um, I'm sure we'll adjust and ebb and flow through pricing intervals and see kind of what works and what fits best for everybody and, and uh, you know, like adoption and stick and all that stuff like that. But a lot of what we do is based on uh, the number of bots that you run, because that's a hard cost for us to maintain those bots, run them on servers, you know, pull in data feeds. I mean, it, it's a legit cost. So mm-hmm. we have to track, you know, your activity and and the cost levels and user levels based on bots and automations that you're running. But we never limit uh, number of positions that you can trade. Um, you know, we never limit like how much you can trade, like how frequently you can get in and out. Like there's no limits on that. So it's just we try to really align our limits on like things that actually cost us more money, like running bots on servers. Uh, if you run a hundred bots, that's more expensive for us to run on a server than if you run one bot. So naturally our tiers are dictated that way because we also have a back tester that we built. It's a lot of like pulling data and running data on back testing. So we give certain tiers like more access to more back tests that you can run. I mean, we didn't even talk about that, that side of it too, but you know, that's another tool that, you know, we, we see a lot of people using and the synergy between backtesting and bots is, is pretty strong. And so that's also part of some of the tiers that you have. So, um, like I said, the pricing is mainly around the number of bots you can run at any one time. Yeah, it's going to be around and will always be around the bots and automations that you run. So right now it's all focused on bots. I think in the future, you know, we may, try some different levels potentially around, you know, the number of automations or the number of times you have automations run. I think there's a lot that we can do around that. But again, our thought process is always like, what does it actually mean? Like if we're going to, you know, have these different tiers, it's because it does cost us more money to run bots for a hundred, a hundred bots than it does to run one. So if you are more active and you need more server capacity, scanning capacity, you know, you want faster intervals, that will always be a little bit more money because it costs more money for us to run those, right? And right now, is it all based on like a monthly subscription fee or is there some kind of discount for like a annual, you know, 12 month sign up? Or is yeah, it just all monthly all, run? Yeah, we always do discounts for annual. So it depends on the tiers, but um, but yeah, in, on our pricing page, you'll be able to see all the different discounts for annual. I mean, look, that's always a thing. And I think it's reasonable. Everyone comes to expect it these days. It's like if I sign up annually and you commit to a whole year, of course, like you're going to get a discount than if you did monthly. But our, our goal is really to make it affordable for everyone to have this technology in their hands. And, you know, we think with our broker discounts too, it basically pays for itself for most traders if they just do a couple of trades through Option Alpha anyway. Okay, and and like you alluded to the pricing page, obviously all the specific info is is available at the Option Alpha website. Yep. Um, couple last topics here. I know that um, as far as you know, getting to use the bots, I saw some of your demo sessions earlier when you guys were rolling it out, and you know you you do podcast episodes on different ideas and building bots and stuff. But and you guys are doing regular like kind of training sessions or live Zoom events or kind of thing to help people or just to share ideas. Um, and part of community basically. Yeah, of course. I mean, we have a super active community that's in there already. Um, so inside of our community, people can, and this was a cool thing. And again, we were only able to do this because we took the time to build the entire tech stack ourselves, but what you can do inside the community now, and people do this all the time, like thousands of templates get shared. But if I have a strategy that I'm running, I can share that entire strategy 
you know, not, not my personal info, not my account info, right? But just like the core strategy that I'm running as a bot, I can share that bot into the community and let other people clone that template if I want or get feedback on it. And what we see in the community is people doing this themselves where somebody will share, like a guy uh, just this morning, Andre, shared a potential bot and he it was a modified bot of somebody else that shared you know their version. So he created his own version of it with his own twist and is now like soliciting feedback. Like, hey, this is the way I'm doing it. Do you guys have any ideas? How can I do it? And you'll see other people come in and say like, hey, well, I run my scanner automation like this and they'll attach their scanner automation or they might run a different version of that bot with a different twist and so they'll attach it. And I think that's been the most personally like rewarding thing that we've done is like build this community where people are open openly sharing how they're running bots and automations and truly helping each other. And so as much as we can foster that, we'll do that. We do workshops basically every week where we just kind of deep dive on a topic or a how-to, like, you know, how do you use bot buttons? How do you build out, you know, automations? How do you manage around VIX? It will just kind of pick topics from the community that we see people, you know, wanting more info on. And we'll do like a deep dive workshop on that. Um, So yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun. Is the community, is it forum-based or chat rooms like Discord or a little bit of both? Or what's the format right now? Yeah, so it's all basically forum-based. Okay. Uh, so, and we built it, you know, native into the platform. So you can go in there and, you know, share. And a lot of people go in and introduce themselves or they'll look for ideas and say, hey, does anybody have a, you know, bot for zero DT, right? Or whatever. And they'll, people come in and say, hey, here's my bot. Here's a bot that I run or check this one out or here's, you know, how I've done on it. So yeah, it's all forum-based, um, not I guess you could say not traditional chat, but a lot of people use it like chat. Like right now there's a thread on all this stuff that's going on this morning with CPI and the market and people are like, oh, what bot are you trading? What are you doing to your bots? You know, and and you guys are just, they're chatting in there. Yeah, and that's cool that it's basically, like you said, built natively into the platform. So easy access, again, one-stop shop, you know, do all the trading, communicating, everything all in one place. So so that's that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, we like it. Um, And uh, yeah, so uh, just wrapping up here, um, I did want to mention in and whenever I do these, you know, have guests with certain kind of uh, tools or services, like you guys have like an affiliate program, but I I personally don't participate in these. Um, and I I just want to you know kind of share ideas and, and share things that I think are useful. And you know, we're talking off air. You know, there's some way I can work that into like a discount or something. I mean, it's TBD, but just want to put it out there that like I, I'm I'm happy to have people like you on and and share things that I think uh, and again th- your your vision kind of aligns with what we do at Trade Buster you know just empowering retail traders and democratizing trading and just to kind of put things out there that you know it may not be a fifth rate one you don't have to use it but I, I thought it was a cool idea um so yeah, um I, so, and I I think that that's the uh, that's why I like doing these and I I don't do a lot of these often but I like doing this and I know we've chatted before on stuff but yeah, it's just like this is not. It may not be a fit for everyone. That's why we give everyone a chance to try it. And if it is, great. Like I hope we help you. If it's not, I mean, at least you know, right? And that's that's the whole idea. And, and I think people and traders are pretty unique in that they find their own way. Like traders are pretty stubborn, and you know they usually don't don't do something they don't want to explicitly do in a good way. All right. Well, with that said, Kirk, thanks so much for taking some time. I know we got this on kind of short notice, but, and I know it's been crazy the last year with, with managing all the stuff going on with the bots and everything, but uh, thanks again for, for taking some time to, to join us today. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for having me.